Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we take a look at a few dining options at Disney, including Woody's Roundup Rodeo Barbecue and Space 220. Find old episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. We're also on YouTube now. You can check us out on YouTube.com slash at DisneyDeciphered. Like and subscribe. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out on Patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered, where we receive bonus content. You can also support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. Get started by emailing Joseph Chung at TravelMation.net. If you have any questions for us, email DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on Facebook and Instagram, Disney Deciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So on today's episode, I'm going to do a few dining reviews. We don't normally do this, but thought it might be nice to talk about some of the restaurants that people are always asking about. Obviously, everyone's in a different situation. Everyone likes different types of food. So we're just going to talk about our experiences with uh, these restaurants. We're going to talk about Woody's Roundup Rodeo Barbecue, which I always have to take a pause to think about to say the name correctly at Toy Story Land in Hollywood Studios. Space 220 at Epcot, and also Garden Grill at Epcot. Before we get to that, Leslie, we have a new Patreon subscriber to thank. So who do we got and what is Patreon? Yes, we are thanking uh, Jenny T. Thanks so much for supporting the podcast. If you want to become a Patreon supporter as well, you can go to patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered and sign up and you'll get bonus content, trip reports, unfiltered episodes, a private Facebook group, all that good stuff. And we really do appreciate the community that has supported us over the years. Yes. Thank you so much for your support, everyone. All right. So we are going to talk about these three restaurants. Just going to give you a general overview. We are not a dining show. I did not try. Like Leslie has been to one of these restaurants. We have not tried every single thing on the menu. I was going to slam something on the menu of one of these restaurants because my wife hated it, but did not see it on the menu, Leslie, when I looked it up before. So uh, a little tease there. I guess it was so bad. You know, I'll talk about it when we get there, but I guess it was so bad that it did not make the cut uh, even three months later. But uh, yeah, let's get started with this. Woody's Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. Nailed it. Uh, Newest table service restaurant at Walt Disney World. Leslie, tell us a little bit about it. Where can we find it? Um, you know, I'm, I know I'm the one who went there, but you can tell us about it because so it was a long time coming. Yes, yes, like nearly a decade in the making. No, um, this is the new table service restaurant in Toy Story Land in Hollywood Studios. It has been under construction since pre-pandemic times, and it was really was needed because. Toy Story Land just doesn't have enough food and, you know, does get crowded and there's a lot of demand still there. So this was added in very recently. And the premise is that your toys, every once in a while, Andy comes by and you're supposed to freeze. So I guess uh, <laughs> the reverse to what like guests have been doing to characters all these years has now, you know, finally come about. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. And like, I think to further build on the premise, it's like Andy built a barbecue out of cardboard and has his toys play whatever quick aside leslie i thought the funny thing was you know whenever they open these newly themed lands and you and i were at toy story lands opening whenever the lands open they really lean into the theme and 
personally, I love that. But it's like you're a toy in Toy Story Land, and you're playing on, you know, Slicky Dog Dash is the roller coaster that Andy built. And I remember like cast members would be like, hello, toys, or, you know, stuff like that. Anyway, it's like five years later. And I don't know, did you even remember like that was kind of like the theme and the idea of Toy Story Land? I did. <laughs> But that's maybe that's because I, I listened during the press event. <laughs> yes, because we're nerds, right? That's right. Um, and, and the Galaxy's Edge too, right? Like, um, you know, they always used to be like bright suns, bright suns. That's right. You know? I mean, I definitely think that Toy Story Land has held its theme a little bit better than Galaxy's Edge. I mean, Galaxy's Edge has a theme, but like we've really dropped all the, the pretext <laughs> in Galaxy's Edge. The timeline is collapsing there and there wasn't as much to drop, I guess, in Toy Story Land. But I mean, I still think you get that feel in Toy Story Land with the um, the footprints in the backyard and, and all that kind of stuff. But but I understand a lot of people may not have digested that way the way that we did. Yeah, Pandora, Ace Adventures. Do you know what that is? Pop quiz for you out there. Um, you know, look it up if you're not sure what that is. Anyway, the reason why I bring it up is because at Woody's Roundup Rodeo Barbecue, getting better at saying that, they were like really leaning into the theme. And I I loved it. You know, it, it had been a while. Um, and they were toys. And then like, they're like, Andy might come by. And they were just, you know, the whole time they're just talking about like, we're toys and like, we don't want to give it away. Like, we don't want to mess up and show that we're alive. And so over the speakers, you know, you hear Andy, like, I don't know, setting something up on the driveway or his friend comes over, you know, that kind of stuff. And like, you're supposed to freeze um, during that time. And so it's fun theming. It'd probably be fun for the kids. Wonder how long that'll stay. Like where they'll still tell you to freeze and wonder, you know, maybe it'll just become like background noise or whatever. But I thought that should be mentioned. And, you know, it's worth taking aside that I do think that if you want to have the optimal experience, maybe one or two months after Disney opens like a new land, that's when like the theming, you know, they've worked out the kinks and they're still going 100 on the theming. And, you know, that's a lot of fun, uh, especially if you're a nerd like Leslie or myself. You're not here to talk about theming or theme park, uh, you know, theory or anything like that. So let's talk about the food. It's all family style. You start with cheddar biscuits and three salads. Everyone gets that. The cheddar biscuits are excellent. And the salads are watermelon, tomato, and kale. They do have allergen-friendly versions of the biscuits. Um, I'm not going to run through all of them because I don't know them. But, um, you know, the biscuits are one of the highlights of the restaurant, in my opinion. So definitely check those out. And then it's just family style. You get uh, it's not quite a skillet, but it's just like a, you get a gigantic plate of food that has ribs, beef brisket, uh, sausage, barbecue chicken. You know, it's all pretty good. I wouldn't say it's amazing, but, you know, I enjoy the food. And then the kind of weird thing, Leslie, is that you can only get four sides out of seven for the table, um, regardless of the number. I don't. Well, I was only there with my supervisor, so it was just the two of us. But I know that at least for like a family of four, it's still only four sides for the table, and they scale it accordingly to how many people you have. Um, we got potato barrels, which are basically like the tachos at um, – oh, help me out, Leslie. I've said Woody's Roundup Rodeo Barbecue so many times, I forgot the other one. Woody's Lunchbox? Or, yeah. Yes, thank you. There was corn <laughs> on the cob, which had like cheese sprinkled on it. That was probably my favorite side. There was mac and cheese, and we also – got vegetables. And then I think the most disappointing thing food-wise is the desserts. You know, Leslie, you're probably too classy for this, but do you remember that I think it was Applebee's used to give you like these desserts and these like small shot glasses? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? 
I know, but <laughs> I don't know that, that specifically, Joe, but you know that I like message you from Applebee's on occasion when we go for trivia night. So you know I'm not too classy for Applebee's. Come on. Come on. <laughs> okay, but you're there you're there for trivia. Okay. So uh you know let let no one ever say that Disney Decipher is too classy for Applebee's, uh everyone, because you know, you now have proof that we both go there. But uh Applebee's shade aside, they're like little desserts. Maybe it was a different restaurant, but like little desserts and kind of like shot glass size things at Woody's Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. It's the same idea, except they're in like little mason jars, which makes sense with the theme. And they're just like tiny, you know, it's like desserts that you can eat in three spoonfuls, um, plus a forky cupcake, which is pretty cute. And you can get as many of those desserts as you want. They don't limit you like the sides. I found that kind of like the most disappointing part, but I'm not a big dessert person um, to start with. The Forky Cupcake, you know, you always say this, Leslie, uh, it's like Disneyland food. It's really great for the picture. I didn't try it. My supervisor tried it, but, you know, it looked like it was probably whatever food-wise. Because it's all family style, it's just a fixed price for everyone. They're only serving lunch and dinner right now, Leslie. So why don't you uh, run down the prices for us? All right, so price for both lunch and dinner, $45 for adults, $25 for kids. So, I mean, that's that's pretty decent, I guess, for, you know, a family-style, all-you-can-eat, meat-filled, protein-filled lunch, I think. Would, did you feel like you got a value there? Yeah, I think it's like a touch high in the sense that you don't see any characters or anything. And actually, um, we should – I didn't say this at – top but you would think like it just kind of i would not be surprised if many families go in there thinking that they're going to be characters they are not um and so because of that maybe a little bit expensive but i've also heard people thinking that because of the prime location and the theming the price could also go up um because it is very well situated right outside or like you know at the entrance of toy story land so i would say people are saying it's too expensive people are saying maybe it's too cheap it's probably a fair price right now. Of course, with Disney, things always go up eventually. But I think right now, it's probably, on balance, um, pretty fair. Now, for each of these restaurants, we thought what we would do is, again, because everyone's in different situations, say, you should go to this restaurant if. And so I'll do it for Woody's. For Woody's Roundup Rodeo Barbecue, I think you should go if you are looking for table service in Hollywood Studios. Because there's really not a lot of options um, sci-fi drive-in is a lot of fun, but tough ticket to get. Not that this isn't a tough ticket to get. Um, Hollywood Brown Derby, a little fancier. You might not want to take your kids there um, just because you know you don't think it's worth it for the food. Hollywood and Vine is a buffet, so that's whatever. And then uh, your favorite 50s prime time. I don't want people to tell me to eat my vegetables. You know, I'm good with the theme dining. <laughs> so, you know, we've talked about that before. So I think if you're looking... <laughs> Well, you just want to ahead. freeze. That's what you want to do. <laughs> yes, I want to freeze. No vegetables, yes, so, but yes to freezing. So, yeah, because <laughs> it doesn't require talking and interacting with human beings. Um, but yeah, joking aside, I think if you're looking for a table service option in Hollywood Studios, that's why you go there. Um, and it's a more, uh, they're all family friendly. But I guess what it comes down to is Hollywood Studios really needed another table service option. And now you have another option. So I wouldn't go out of my way to go to Woody's Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. But I think it's cute for the kids and it is a much better option for kids than a lot of other things. Cause like even sci-fi drive-in, which I love the food there, you know, it's just dark. You're sitting in rows, like in the car, you're not really like sitting together as a family. So 
you know, if you need a table service option in Hollywood studios, definitely consider it. You will have trouble getting a reservation for this just because you have trouble getting a reservation for anything at Hollywood studios. We would direct you to episode 208, our episode about how to book dining reservations and a reminder that we do have a mouse dining affiliate link that we have, um, in our episode notes. So you can um, definitely check that out if you're looking to get Woody's Roundup Rodeo Barbecue or any of the restaurants on this list, which are all, uh, at least the first two, are very hard to get. So before we get to the next restaurant, Leslie, quick reminder, we are on YouTube now. You can check us out, youtube.com slash at Disney Decipher. You can find me at As Joe Flies all over social media or email me, Joseph Chung at travelmation.net. If you're looking to book a Disney trip, I'd be happy to be your travel agent. Leslie, where can people find you? You can find me everywhere on social media at Trips with Tykes and also on my blog, tripswithtykes.com. That's Tykes with a Y. All right. So let's get to Space 220 where I have been twice now. And Leslie, I've been there with you. So I'm going to throw it to you for this restaurant. What is the premise? What's going on here? Why is it called Space 220? Um, well, so first things first, it's located in... World Discovery area of Epcot. It's right next door. Definitely to... had to look that up, by the way. Still future world. <laughs> I know. I'm never going to get those three new lands in Epcot right. But right next door to Mission Space. That's the, the, the best way to, to place it. The premise of the restaurant is that you're going 220 miles up into space through this like elevator thing that you're, you're riding. And essentially, it's um, coral reef set in space. So, you know, Disney takes the theme and and translates it into different locations, it works. So food at Space 220, it's a two course um, pre-fee menu for lunch and then a three course dinner, unless you sit at the lounge. So you're you're in for a longer meal, you're in for a more expensive meal. If you wanna eat here, you can't just grab an appetizer or an entree and go. In terms of food that we tried there, you've eaten more than I have, Joe, so what have you sampled on the menu so far? Yeah, I think between the two of us, I recall that you got the calamari. So for appetizers, um, between the two of us, we've tried the burrata, calamari, one of the salads. Um, and then I think it was you who got the spaghetti uh, that had shrimp. And I remember you saying when we did this, uh, I think it was last year, we talked about this, that that was very good. I've had the steak frites and also the burger. I would say that uh, on my kids, they all got the salmon. I would say in general, the food was good, not great. Um, you are there for, uh, I guess not the ambiance, but like the theming. So like, unlike Coral Reef, you know, everything is actually screens, but it does give a good impression that you are in outer space. Um, you do kind of feel like you're up there. Although, you know, there are some things floating around in space that probably aren't floating around in real life. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I know, I know that space trash is a real problem out there. The thing that, uh, you know, my wife got this and I was, I was like, don't get that, you know, or maybe I didn't say that explicitly, but I was very, let's say lukewarm about my recommendation about it. And there was some like shell thing that was completely plant-based. So it was like a shell pasta, like a stuffed shell pasta, but completely plant-based. And I was like, so it's going to be plant-based cheese and meat. And it's just stuffed shells pasta. And I was like, I don't know about that. And 
She said, hands down, one of the worst things she's ever eaten in her entire life. Couldn't find it on the menu anymore, though. <laughs> so uh, I'm sorry if you used to love that. Um, but uh, it's no longer there. Yeah, she really did not like that, which uh, kind of hurts because, um, you know, let's get to the price of how much these things cost. So price, it's $29 for kids always. And kids get an entree, a dessert, a drink, and trading cards. Although you're going to be upsold into the rocket ship sippy cup thing <laughs> and we were <laughs> so plan on a little bit uh, more for kids we have four now <laughs> so uh, yikes yeah. to be fair the kids drink out of them all the time but um yeah so there you go. uh the other thing is um both our sons did this and then i know now for a fact that my youngest daughter did this they will also be flying those rocket sippy cups all around Epcot the rest of that day. So rinse it out before you go so they don't pour lemonade on themselves or something like that, or drip lemonade. Hot tip, hot tip. All right, so price for adults, um, $55 for lunch, and yikes, $79 for dinner. So this is definitely one of the bigger Disneyland dining splurges. And you know, like you say, the food is is good. I thought mine especially, I mean, was was quite solid. It's not the best meal I've had at Disney and you know, it's certainly not up there, but it was, you know, much, much above what I expect at, at the average table service restaurant. So you get what you pay for, I guess. Yeah, and this is where we talk about the lounge that is your cheaper option. It is actually available on like for dining reservations in advance. I actually had a lounge reservation, but they wouldn't seat us because they said that the high tops where you sit at the lounge are only for even numbers. And we were a family of five. Now that I think about it, maybe I should have pushed hard. Well, no, for two high tops and eating separately, but whatever. Okay. It was fine. Um, the kids were fine. They got their you know, we just paid more than we would have. So I'm not sure if like that was just a cast member telling me that time. But yeah, for my family of five, they did not seat us at the high tops in the lounge, even though I had a reservation. You can get that uh, 60 days in advance or typically more than 60 days in advance if you have a longer stay on site. That being said, they also reserve about half those tables for walk-ups. So if you want to go to Space 220, it's always... You know, I've heard reports of people being turned away on the least crowded days, and I've heard reports of people getting a lounge seat on the busiest days. It's all about asking. Um, and so if you really want to guarantee it, start lining up at like 10 a.m., like really early, and you can get that lounge seat. But, you know, you can always just wander by and uh, ask and see if they have any lounge space. And then when you're at the lounge, you can order a la carte, and so you're going to be saving a lot of money there. Now, in terms of when to go, I would say probably worth every family trying once, especially if you have a space-crazed kid or a kid who enjoys space. I think for us, it will be tricky in the future if the kids really want to go again, whether we really want to take them, whether we really feel like it's worth it. I guess it kind of depends on you know how we're feeling at the time about the, uh, inevit the inevitable ticking of time and our kids getting older and eventually not appreciating it. But uh, that's what I would say when you should go. What do you think for Space 220? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great novelty concept. And I'm very glad I went with my son when we went with you, um, because he is a science kid, a space kid. I would go once again with my whole family since my, my husband and my daughter haven't experienced it. But it's not a place that I would sort of add into my regular rotation of like every trip or every other trip or things like that. It would be to show it 
to someone else anew because the 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 visual that you get when you're going up in the elevator and then what you get when you step into the restaurant and see the view into outer space that's that's like what you're paying for that's what you get the most value out of definitely all right last restaurant garden grill that is at world nature so i'm going to try to remember garden grill is nature space discovery maybe i will get that um, and then world celebration, world showcase. I don't know. We'll see. But Garden Grill, it's in what you want to know is it's in the Living with the Land Pavilion. No real premise here, but it's character dining. I guess the cool thing is that it's the tables are set up in a circle and you're just rotating around slowly. And what I didn't realize until I rotated around to the back is it's above Living with the Land and you actually get to see like multiple scenes of living with the land from up above. You see the boats passing by, you know, at dinner time, they're all empty. You know, living with the land is a walk-on uh, if you need someplace to hide from the fireworks and stuff like that. So it's fun. But uh, the most fun part about Garden Grill is the characters, Chip and Dale, Mickey Mouse, Pluto, Leslie, I want to give you a little bit of a platform here. You know, your family was Chip and Dale fans, you know, from the beginning. So. I want you to, you know, tell people why they're all posers for liking Chippendale now and why, <laughs> yes. and, why and why that's happened. <laughs> my kids, yeah, my kids do love Chippendale and they've collected them for a very long time. And then Rescue Rangers made them like hot right now. And now the lines are too long for Chippendale, et cetera, et cetera. But we have actually never dined at Garden Grill and it's kind of been on my list. And I'm glad I've sort of held it in my, in my back pocket because I think that's where we'll probably go next time to get the Chippendale fix Um now that they're kind of like in-demand characters, they, they really were not until Rescue Rangers came out. And I think you guys are going to really like it because the character interactions there, first of all, we were, I mean, we're there like one of the later seatings. We sat at like seven or something like that. I think I said this in our Patreon trip report, but we were there when basically they were closing and they asked us, had we seen Chip and Dale yet? Um, and we had actually seen them like three times. So that was great for starters. But then the other thing that I think you'll love about them is they, for lack of a better term, they're just a little bit kooky there. So we were there at the very end, and this is like one of my favorite stories. I see, you know, one of those dustbins and a, a broom, and I see it around the corner coming around. But then when the person who is actually doing that comes around, it's actually Dale. And he was, you know, and so we had a funny interaction about that. And, you know, like I said, it was the end of the night, they were cleaning up. And then just today, you know, I don't know if uh, Twitter and Google, whatever, stalking me or whatever, but I saw a tweet from at Disney Dan on Twitter, who I do not follow, which is why I'm very concerned about why I saw this particular tweet today. But it was a picture of Chip at Garden Grill, like pretending he was going to climb over the glass and like jump down into uh, living with the land. So, you know, I think they get a little wild at Garden Grill, at least in my you know, and I guess Chip and Dale are always a little bit kooky and fun. Um, that's why, you know, you get John Mulaney and Andy Samberg to play them, right, in the Rescue Rangers movie, which has made them hot. But, yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of fun character interactions. I think your kids will like it. And then, you know, the food, again, it's a family-style thing. You're going to get a skillet, salad, beef, chicken, 
mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, you know, it's just all sorts of stuff. Our daughter got her own mini skillet because she has a dairy allergy. And so they prepared some stuff differently, didn't give her mac and cheese, obviously. So it's good to know that, you know, if you have an allergy, they're just going to prepare a separate skillet for you. That was great to know. Breakfast is returning on June 14th. I know people are really excited about that. I looked at the menu for that. It looks like typical breakfast foods. So Overall, I think my favorite thing to eat, and this was actually out of the three, this is probably the food I enjoyed the most. I don't know if I was just like, cause I was in a good mood at the end of the day, hanging out with my friends, Chippendale, because I've always been a Chippendale fan. No, I haven't. Um, you know, they're fine. But uh, this is Leslie's jam that I'm trying to get in on right now. Um, but my favorite thing that we ate was the spoon bread, which is kind of like cornbread, but it's a little softer and you eat it with a spoon. I'm not from the South. So, you know, maybe if you're from the South, like you're like this, this spoon bread at garden grill is garbage. But for me, a Yankee, not a Yankee fan, but a Yankee from the Northeast, I thought the spoon bread was pretty good. Leslie, you're from the South. Um, did you know what a spoon bread was? I, I do. Um, but I don't really have like a visual in my mind um, of like what good spoon bread is versus bad spoon bread. Like a lot of Southern food, it's just like how much butter is it? Okay. It's good. So um, I'll have to give it a try <laughs> when I, I, when I, it was there. a lot of butter. I will say that. <laughs> It did taste like there was a lot of butter in there, but uh, yeah, that was really good. So Leslie, run down the pricing for us really quickly, and then we'll talk about why you should go. Sure. So breakfast, which you said is opening later this summer, $42 for adults, $27 for kids, and lunch and dinner, $55 for adults, and $36 for, for, for kids. There's your character premium, but you know, in general, pretty good, pretty good price for character meal. Yeah, I thought it was really worth it. I mean, $55 for Space 220 versus Garden Grill. I'd probably pick Garden Grill every time. Uh, you get a little bit more food. I thought the food was a little bit better. Um, it depends what you order. Like, I loved the burger that I had when I ate with you at Space 220, but I'm not paying $55 for an appetizer and a burger. Like, that's wild, right? Whereas $55 at Garden Grill, you know, I can eat what I want. <laughs> of course, if you listen to our trip report, I forgot that I had a 10 year old at the time. So paid 36 for her instead of 55. My mistake, my mistake. I'm sorry, Disney. I'm give you back that money in spades over time. But um, yeah, really like garden grill. I think you should go um, if you want a character meal that it's not impossible to get. It is a little bit hard to get, but it's not impossible to get. And I think with breakfast, it's going to be even easier to get, um, you know, character meal in a nice, place like it's very cool in there and like i i did really you know i i am a living with the land nerd granted but still it's nice to be above living with the land and seeing the different scenes so it's kind of like uh you know the same effect that you would get at blue bayou which is over pirates of the caribbean in disneyland or san angel in san angel in uh restaurant at the mexico pavilion over you know of course our favorite boat ride um three caballeros um and so it, it, it's a really nice experience. Love the character meetings out of these three restaurants. Honestly, that's the one that like, I definitely want to go back to sometime and, um, you know, just really enjoyed it. And yeah, definitely being there towards the end of the night when it was a little less crowded, um, is coloring my thoughts on that a little bit, but it was really good. And I guess the other thing is I'd been trying to go, I, I had never, I can't remember. If I told you this, Leslie, but the first time I ever tried to go to this, there was a fire in living with the land pavilion, I think maybe in the back. Or something and they evacuated us so didn't yes. get to do my garden grill garden grill dining so 
Anyway, that's our thoughts on these three restaurants. We'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions because, like we said, um, everyone's tastes are different, and we didn't even get to sample everything. I would say that all three restaurants are worth a try. If you're going to try one, I'll give Garden Grill a small edge. But, you know, kind of the theming of Woody's and Space 220, that's pretty unique. I mean, Garden Grill, it's not super unique when it comes to theming. All right, Joe. Well, let's close this out with our traditional Disney do or don't. What do you have for us? All right. So my Disney do is do book character dining. I I just feel like if you want to see characters at all, I really think it's a good use of your time and money. Yes, there is a premium, maybe $10 to $15 more that you pay at another restaurant. But think of it as like paying for an individual lightning lane for something. But the character interactions that you get when you're dining can be a lot of fun. Um, And I like killing two birds with one stone. Um, And so, you know, whether it be Garden Grill or something like Tusker House, Crystal Palace at Magic Kingdom, I really like that one. Winnie the Pooh characters, you know, do the character dining at least once, um, especially when your kids are younger. It's a really nice way to spend the time at uh, any of the Disney parks. Totally agree. All right. Well, that does it for this episode. If you have any comments, email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at WWDeciphered on Twitter or find us on Facebook and Instagram, DisneyDeciphered. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Other than that, Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you standing outside Garden Grill with a sign saying, we like Chippendale first. (laughs) Thanks, Joe.